PC greats. Uh, I am uh, very fortunate this week to to be with somebody really interesting, really inspirational. Uh, Wesley Hamilton is a friend that I met not too long ago down at One Million Cups, and I think you're going to really enjoy his story. And he is out to inspire folks to do some really good stuff. So, man, thanks for having me. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. Well, this is fun. So. You, uh, just to start out, man, you are kind of a KC native, right? You yeah. You grew up around here? Yep. Born okay. and raised, east side, Kansas City. Love that. Love <laughs> that. So, obviously, we're in an audio format, so people can't see. Mm-hmm. You've got a little bit of a challenge right now. Correct. Right. Okay. So, you have been in a wheelchair since... 20... Uh, January 2012. 2012. Yep. So, going on five years Yep. Now. How uh, how things come about, man? I see. Back in January 2012, I was shot. It was a situation. <laughs> the way I always put it is, it was a situation that shouldn't have happened, but it came out it to be. It came out to be great, you know. Uh, okay, so <laughs> just that right off the bat, man. You're sitting here with a huge smile on your face, and I think people wouldn't expect this. You just told me that. You were a fully abled person, and you got shot, and now you're in a chair. <laughs> you just said it came out great. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Talk to us about that, man. Why? I mean, why can you say that? Now? <laughs> you know, um, it took a while for me to understand why it happened, and I never clearly like pinpointed, you know, the who, what, when, why, things like that. But at the same time, I over over time, the things that I struggled in and the way I overcame them, it made me a better person. Who I am today is nothing like who I was five years ago. Really? And, you know, I didn't have, like, negative intentions. I didn't walk into gunfire. But at the same time, I can say that I've grew. I've grew in the process of trying to get myself better. So, like, I gain more of a positive mental attitude. Because the struggles, you know, you, you, you go through struggles to become a better person. You go through struggles to find who you are completely. And the struggle that I went through, even though it sounds hard, it's, tra- you know, it's tragic. You know, if someone else went through it, they might not been able to deal with it like I did. But when I say struggle, I literally mean struggle. Like it was hard yeah. maybe three years down. It didn't, I didn't start to change until maybe, uh, let's say, and we'll go to that if you want. But my last surgery, I was on bed rest for about two years in the midst of this. So, at the beginning. So, my last surgery was March 2015. Okay. And so, it took three years, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, of some pretty rough, pretty dark. Very dark. <laughs> to get, I mean, because, you know, you just had a lot taken from you. Yeah. It, 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 took, it took a lot to have a smile on my face. But this is one thing I wouldn't trade for the world. The way I feel today... It took my whole life to feel this way. You know, regardless of the situation, I still literally feel that if this didn't happen, I would be 29 trying to still find myself. So it sped up the process. Okay. (laughs) That is a very, 
it's an amazing perspective. Right, right. So it's pretty cool. And obviously, so the the question that makes me wonder, uh, when, I, when I first saw you at Million Cups, mm-hmm. uh, because of your t-shirts you had on and your foundation, we'll get right. to that, but dude, you're pretty ripped. <laughs> <laughs> what, is this, was this you beforehand? No, 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 no. Or was this part of it? It was part of tra- transforming, man. Really? Um, I was 230 pounds when I got shot. Okay, and even before, before you were a tall guy. No, I'm about 5'4". Friends tell me to say I'm 5'3". So <laughs> I'm like, let me give it a little inch. Give me an extra inch. But um, uh, about say 5'3", 230 pounds, you height, weight ratio, it wasn't a pretty thing. Okay. But when I was walking, it didn't bother me as much. It didn't bother me at all. I had adapted to it from being heavy set as a child into teenage years. You, you know, so I got I got used to it. Okay. And fitness was never <laughs> an alternative. It wasn't a thought, healthy eating, none of that. And so um just to get to why or how I got to how I am today, um went through, you know, like I said, bed rest. I actually uh my first year, I encountered a pressure ulcer, and it was on my tailbone. And just from being down. Just just sitting down so much. Like, they tell you to do things like pressure releases, where you're putting your hand on your wheels, and you're just lifting your body up. Basically, dips. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you're going to hold yourself up maybe a minute at a time. Well, I'm not sure I can do that Exactly. Now. You know, and so being heavy, I'm like, oh, this is not important. It was never stressed to me the importance of it. It was just like, hey, you can have skin issues if you don't do it. I'm like, well, out of me, out of a thousand other people, I'm, it's not going to happen to me. And it did. And it did. Um, and I was working full time. I was, had an eight-hour job. You know, I was. I had went back to work. I was in the process of getting full custody of my daughter at the time I was shot. So I had temporary custody of her. So she was two years old. Wow. You know what I mean? And so it... It kind of just, as me being a man and trying to be a great father, I went back to trying to be normal. Mm-hmm. And being normal put me in a worse position than just trying to adapt. Yeah, because, I mean, any a health challenge before mm-hmm. is just amplified. Yes, yes. Then, right? Exactly. I mean, those things affect you more day to day. Yeah, it was, yeah. And um, I think... The lack of carelessness, like of my body, or you know, I I hadn't accepted, you know, the fact of me being in a wheelchair. Um, it was my birthday weekend. I was shot. You know, I was trying to enjoy my weekend. You know, so when it happened, when I was literally laying on the ground, the only thing I could think of is like, man, you know, like what did I do to deserve this? But also. I'm in the process of getting my two-year-old daughter. So the only thing going through my head also is this is how I'm going to leave her. You know, it was a lot. And so even when I overcame and got it in real and survived, I still battled the depression of being different, you know, being seen different. You know, everyone around me were used to, oh, Chubby Wesley, they knew me, you know, and I had these nicknames that now, and I probably look back and like, y'all was talking about me, but, but I had, I, I had a way of bringing people out. People had a way of seeing me. So after my, my change or after me being in a wheelchair, 
those friends and those family, it started to, they started to disappear. And so it, it beat me up wondering why, but I wasn't who I am today either. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was stressed out. I was depressed and I couldn't find my way. So there was a lot of attitude, a lot of anger issues, a lot of, you don't understand my pain, you know, and a lot of that. And, and even to this day, people might not understand it, but it's not for them to understand it, for me to understand it and overcome it and learn how to, and, and learn how to live life a different way. And that's how I had to take it. You know, I couldn't fault people for not understanding things. Well, it's it's funny you say that because I always, uh, I'll be honest, man, I, I always struggle to sometimes to interact mm-hmm. with somebody that's got a challenge because I I know I do not understand, and mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think understanding is something you can come to when it's it's that dramatic of a thing. Exactly. So and and, and that's that's. That's true on all levels, and it takes someone that's going through it to understand themselves that you cannot make someone else understand if they haven't been through it, but you don't make them feel guilty for not understanding. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I did. I I just made, and so, you know, it it took a while, but, you know, after getting into fit, everyone came back. You see what I mean? Like it, my positivity, my attitude, the things that I do now, it drew people back to me. So cool. it showed me that, you know, when you're negative, no one wants to be around a negative attitude. And, that, and that's got nothing to do with the chair. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> at all. You know, and that's that was that's what I had to realize. I thought it was the chair <laughs> the whole time. And instead, it was really just my attitude. So what made that turn? You said at the last surgery. Okay, so the pressure person? ulcer. Nope, it was the pr- what it was. It was the doctors. Oh. I my first. Okay, so year one, two thousand twelve, pressure ulcer. Year two, two thousand thirteen. I up getting my first surgery. Maybe I would say late August, and um, it went serious. Like I had to get a colostomy bag, you know, like that. So I had to go through a surgery for that. You know, and then I had to get a surgery to try to close the wound. But they didn't want, since it was on my tailbone, I sit down. They didn't want anything coming out. So yeah. they put it somewhere else. There you go. Well, what they told me was going to be three months in up two years. Uh, my body didn't heal the way it was supposed to. It, You know, the, the wound reopened. Uh, so I battled wound backs, nurses for the next year and a half. There was nurses running through my house. There was wound vacs. I had an IV. My mom had to come and put, I had a thing called a pick line. Yep. You know, so that's how you just know it was serious. I had to have medicine in me like daily. And so I started to feel the way I was being treated. Sick. You know what I mean? It brought me down more, you know. And so I think it was maybe six months before my last surgery and I was going like doing like outpatient and um, going in and out of different uh, offices and they started to enforce like protein. They're like, hey, you want to heal better? You got to do protein. Here go this insure drink, right? Yep. I'm like, no, no, insure is not for that's me. For old people. Yeah, you know, and so when I would drink it, that's the ment- mentality I had. So it never satisfied me. And so I'm like, I can't do it. 
And so then, you know, they gave me something different. It was called like rejuven or something. And it was supposed to help with wound healing and things. It wasn't good either. (laughs) So for me to know that I want to remain a a single father, you know what I mean? Like all this whole process, my daughter's watching. When the nurses is coming, she's in the opposite room. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it, it drove me crazy to not... To not feel normal for her. Because mm-hmm. all these things, if I didn't have control over it, we'd still be at it today. Yeah. And so I actually took up, I went to JCC. Um, I could only get out three hours a day, man. So I took up a course in JCC, cool. a dietitian course. That's awesome. And so I learned nutrition on my own. Uh, I would go to class for about an hour and 30 minutes a day. And I would go to the gym for my other hour and have 30 minutes to get back home. And so I would only do light cardio and things like that because I didn't want to harm the wound and things. But I was trying to get myself into that that fitness habit. And as well as like me learning nutrition, it gave me a better view on how to eat right. It it taught me that was the best way. You know, you know, when someone's telling you from what you read and what you learn is different. Yeah. Well, I, I love that, man, because there's so many folks out there that have plenty of opportunity, but they're looking for somebody to tell them what to do. Yes. And, and instead, you're telling me, yeah, I had three hours, and instead of having somebody tell me what to do, I went and I learned it. <laughs> I made myself do it. I did it, man. And I, I had course, I had on-campus classes and online classes, so I was working a lot, but I knew that the work that I was doing was going to make a change, you know, mm-hmm. so... Next thing I know, I was taking up Pinterest. Pinterest was my friend on how to make healthy meals. <laughs> That's all. <awesome. laughs> and so I was getting all, I mean, I was buying all type of healthy meals or just ingredients to make this Pinterest meal. And so, but over time, it did something as well as water, you know, mm-hmm. water. It was something I had to, I had to force myself to water, you know, because I was a Dr. Pepper lover. So. But after reading a book and it's showing me how much sugar was in soda, oh, well, that was enough for a change. Yeah. And so, over, like, within, and that was in within that six months. So, by the time I had my last surgery, I was mentally ready to prepare myself to heal right. I had to do a six month inpatient, right? And because they had to have me on a bed called a Clinitron bed, where it was made out of sand. So after my surgery, they were like, oh, well, you can sit on a bed. No, I'm going to lay on my stomach this whole six weeks because Jeez, this wound, man. this wound is going to heal no, this time. Go, this is my launch pad. Yeah. You know, because for one, the bag, it, it was stressful only because I was told that it was going to be replaced. I, I was told that it was removable. So mentally, after being a year and a half of going through it and knowing it was, you know, it's like... This is not, I'm not okay with it. You know, I dealt, I battled with a lot of issues of wanting to go out because you never know when you're going to use the restroom. And I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't trying to control it. But over time, I did. I figured out how to control it. I figured out how to control my body. I adapted to land on my stomach more so that I could let my body heal. So I had my mom do my meal prep. I actually, went and bought a, a mini refrigerator while I was in there for six weeks. And I made sure nice. everything I ate was healthy enough to heal my body. And so after like three weeks, they're like, 
man, you know, they're looking at the change of the body and they're like, you know, how did you do this? And I'm like, I point over to the healthy food section in my room. Like, well, you see this over here? Like, I learned that I had to do it for myself. You know what I mean? And and once I started to figure that out, it made things way better. And I healed six months. I mean, I literally healed so fast in that last six weeks that, I mean, I was, I was man, I was so moved to do things. Cool. And so just to get, so we can end like the surgery. So that six weeks of me ch- like changing and getting that satisfaction was the exact time I came up with my foundation. Okay. Literally, I sat in the bed drawing logos on just uh, on my computer, mm-hmm. like trying different, like I had downloaded Photoshop and things. I was doing YouTube, trying to figure out how I can make this thing happen because mentally I knew that if I, from the struggles I went through and how I was feeling and I knew that it took me to change that. You know, it was like the, what they do, the doctors, there's nothing wrong. But when you go by the book so long, certain things change. People bodies change in every way of telling someone to heal could be different. Right. And so it was like, now I know from being heavy set my whole life, never trying to even be in fitness, <laughs> to now losing 100 pounds, it was like eight months, man, I lost about 100 pounds. So, said how <laughs> It was 100 pounds in eight months. If we just put it as an estimate, like within a year, I'm yeah. literally telling you it was 100 pounds. Though. No, I, that's, still, <laughs> that's still unbelievable for for anybody and, and of any ability. It was the change you of know, everything. Just to making that dramatic break from, okay, I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to do it right, so I'm here for my daughter. Yeah, because I started with getting rid of everything out of my house. So I had no choice but to go to the grocery store and shop <laughs> healthy. Because I had got rid of everything that I could lean on to if the healthy options wasn't what I wanted. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't throw it all away. Maybe I gave it away to family. But I had a lot of foods that I wasn't ready to, you know, like now I might eat certain things. But at that time, I was so focused on changing my body. Because if this is what I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life, then I have to make sure that I'm okay with it. And I'm and I, and I accept it. You know, I have to accept it to roll around and feel like someone normal. And and so I went through that transformation, man. Very cool. So <laughs> you came up with your idea for your foundation during that six weeks. <laughs> yes, sir. So what's it called? So everybody knows. <laughs> Disabled, but not really. <laughs> okay, it kind of speaks for itself. But tell me about that. Um. Well. I guess at that time when I was in a hospital bed, my main focus was how can I come up with the platform to get people that's out of shape, battling pressure stores, things like that, into you know, and, and, and give them the information that I gain that I, I know that helps someone that you know, some people could be like me, overweight before, or maybe they gain weight. And when you're in a wheelchair, you're literally thinking there's no way you're gonna lose weight in that chair. Because what does everybody always think of, you know, walking, jogging, yeah, et cetera. Exactly. So for me, I had to figure it out. Like I literally had to figure it out. And so I wanted to, I just wanted a platform that could be very informative. And so 
I wasn't like into fitness like I am now, you know, but I was into it. And so my what I did as soon as I got out of the hospital, uh, like maybe I think that was March. So by June, I had went to an expo in Chicago. Okay. And um, it was an abilities expo. And so when I went there, I seen all this different equipment that they have for people in wheelchairs. Cool. And I'm like, wow. You know, and so seeing things that in reality is not affordable, especially when you're disabled. My wheelchair itself costs about $3,000. The cushion was $3,000 because it's special. And I'm like, special? I can make this. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so I wanted to give people the... The ability to get that information without feeling like they had to pay for it mm-hmm. or, you know, what I mean, and, and and then they didn't have to feel like they had to pay for those expensive things just to get themselves in shape. Right. So there's ways to do it without oh, man, I, something I, at, the, at the hospital rehab. Ward. When you're talking to a guy that was never fit before, by the, I think by July that same year, yeah. I did a 5K. Kevin Hart came and did a run for heart. That was my first 5K I had ever did, ever. And I'm in a wheelchair. It was at Brush Creek and, you know, downtown. Yeah. Man, I did it. <laughs> and it was a great feeling. I had I was pushing myself and I knew that I had to push myself. You know, it was like a different feeling. It wasn't just like, oh, I could just stop and turn around. No, I had a I had a point to prove to Wesley. It wasn't for nobody else. It was just for me. Like to say, dude, you can do this despite what you see. You know, despite what you see of yourself, you out here rolling doing while everyone else is running, but your your arms are moving like their legs. Yeah. And so, you know, those things right there made me want to give people or help people have more of a physical limitless mindset because that's all it takes. You know, like right now, I'm limited, but I live limitless. You know, every move that I do, I live without thinking that I have limits in my mind or my physical ability besides stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Someday. (laughs) I hate stairs, but, uh, but, you know, and so that's really decided, but not really. It's really just trying to give people that limitless mindset, whether it's through physical activity or just doing different things to build your confidence for yourself. You know, and healthy eating is overall the best thing for anyone. But someone that's disabled, that's battling, you know, certain health issues, there's no reason why you shouldn't look into foods that's your natural healer. Hmm. It's even bigger for, for that situation. I mean, I go as far as I was told that, you know, I would never walk again, which... I don't believe, you know, you have to have mental, you know, but it wasn't until I started fitness and eating right, which, you know, the the crowd won't be able to see, but like, you can see, I start to move my right leg. Like, yeah, it's my left won't do it, but my right moves. Not it, yet. It did. It, not yet. But I even told my daughter, I said, daddy, it'd be good if he could just limp. Okay. <laughs> but it wasn't until I started fitness and eating right that something happened. So it gave me a whole new mindset. Wow. Like what you hear, if you push yourself, things happen. Well, if I'm laying in the bed all day, dwelling on my defeat or what I feel is, has defeated me as a person, then there's no overcoming. But when I mentally say I'm going to push myself and push myself, 
Next thing you know, it was a sign. Like, boop, there you go. Now your leg, now you can move it. You know, and oh, it, it wasn't nothing but more and more motivation to push myself, but to also give people that that mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess I battle so much that the mentality I have today, it's like, oh, I would love to give it to so many more other people, man. It's, you hear me? Like, I'm excited. Absolutely. Like, there's no reason why I should be selfish with how I change my body because I know the struggles. And the fact that I had to do it myself after everyone was just telling me things about a book, it wasn't like they wasn't helping. Sure. But they just didn't know. So what if I can start a platform to even give those people a new a new a new method of knowledge on how to help people with spinal cord injuries heal and then from a personal perspective? Yeah. You know, you don't find a lot of guys out that's really trying to tell you how they change. They just change, and it's like you got to do it yourself. They're just trying to live. <laughs> and you, you know, and and I want to live, but I have a daughter, man, and I cannot feel good as a person if I don't help someone else transform them their life like I transform mine. Because my daughter would not be okay with that. And she's with you full time now. All day. So she's with you full time, and I gotta think. Her seeing that change is, is going to be huge for her in her life. I mean, this is, this kid's not going to be able to say, oh, I, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, we go through that every day now of just how you don't give up and you challenge yourself, you know, and just, just, just the things that I just learned, I put them on her. I put it to her. You know, I give it to her. I teach her now because I'm like, if it gave me the confidence now, what if I was taught this a long time ago? Probably being in a wheelchair wouldn't have affected me as bad because I would have already known myself. I would have already adapted to learn being myself. Yeah. So through the foundation and through other things, um, do you get out and talk to, to, to schools or groups, things like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. To kind I, of share the message that way as well? Any opportunity I can have, I'm going. There's not one call that I get that I say, oh, no, my body hurt today. No, you know what I mean? Because I make it a habit. I make it a habit to share the information and give the positivity. You know, when you have that positive energy, you want to share it. You know, I go out just on a random day and go into, I I just go different places. Every day I try, I call it like my own travel KC. And so I go to the Westport, I go Mm -hmm. to the River Market and things like that, and I would just interact with people and give them the energy because in the back of their head, like how you said, you know, they probably thinking like, oh, I don't really want to approach that guy. I don't know what he's going through. But when you got a guy in a wheelchair rolling through with a smile on his face, <laughs> you want to know why he got a smile <laughs> on his face. Exactly right, <laughs> That's exactly right. So I do go to schools. Um, like I do wheelchair bodybuilding. Okay. I do adaptive CrossFit. So... I do compete. Dude, I saw the <laughs> I saw the video they had up of you climbing the rope. And I can climb a rope pretty well with my legs involved. But I can't just do hand over hand like that. And, and you still had your chair. <laughs> you know, when I first climbed the rope, man, I did it without the chair. Yeah. And truthfully, everybody thinks it's funny, but That's hard. without but when you don't feel your legs, it's like you just 
climbing torso, man. So I had to have something attached to me to feel that weight at the bottom. Okay. I, I couldn't feel, you know, like, because I'm climbing. It's like I'm just swinging all over. It's like, oh, my God. So I was like, well, how about I attach this chair? I attached the chair, man, and the challenge itself oh, is what just motivated me to keep doing it. You know, and I had never climbed a rope. I'd never tried to do it in gym class in school. Mm-hmm. I never did it. So the first time I did it, I did it. You know, once I started going up, I knew I couldn't go back down easy. So it was like Ryan was yeah. going up and then just work my way back down. And once I got the confirmation from the people at the gym, like, dude, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, because for me, I'm just thinking I just did something someone else could do. You know what I mean? I don't because I never got involved in fitness. Everything that I do. And maybe that's a good thing with me is because I, I. Yeah, because I never. It's like I'm challenging myself for the first time with a mentality to push and not give up. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, so doing it, I'm already has the mentality. I can't stop. Yeah. So for someone else that's probably trying, as soon as it get hard, they're like, oh, I'm going to just try it later. Well, for me, it was like, no, I have something to prove to myself. I have something to prove to my child that now daddy is strong and he's stronger than ever, you know? And so... That's that's cool. <laughs> so, where do you uh, do you have a regular place you go to work out, a regular gym, or you know? And that's not like I got a I got a membership at Genesis, which is between for our fitness. Um, sure. I do. I got a membership at Planet Fitness as mm-hmm. well. A little cheaper, but what gives me basically I I learned I learned to not force myself on the things that might injure me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I've. I've learned so much. Like I'm actually going through to get my trainer's license now and things like that. So I can just know the exact movements when I'm helping someone in my situation. But I go to different gyms because they have different machines. Oh, okay. So if I got back day, I probably go to Planet Fitness because they back machines are way easier to be accessible. You know, but if Mm -hmm. I'm I'm at uh, Genesis, then that's probably chess. I can do the cables, things like that. So, in CrossFit, that's when I go and just, hey, let me climb that rope. Or, I like CrossFit, though. I like it. It's a very challenging and, it, and it, it's, it's high endurance. And I do so much in an hour yeah. that I've never thought I could do in my life. So, and, and like I said, it's a challenge. Everyone that does CrossFit is challenging their abilities. They're challenging themselves and they're very supportive. You know, it's not like in a regular gym, everybody like, thank good, you're inspiring. Instead, and I'm in CrossFit, they're inspiring me by motivating me to keep going. You're you know? not a guy they're pushing. Exactly. That's cool. And vice versa. Is there a, is there a, do you have kind of a favorite box you go to? Some uh, that helped you out or? I do CrossFit Lee Summit. Okay. Um, that's, that's, that's the only one I've ever been to. But okay. when I went, they didn't have knowledge of anyone in the chair, you know, and, and never dealt with it. But what the trainer, the coach, his name is Aaron. Um, he was like, basically, we'll learn together. That's awesome. That was all I needed. You know what I mean? For someone to be passionate to want to help me mm-hmm. instead of feeling like, oh, man, I don't know if I can do it. You know, so I would go on other like social networking, showing like, dude, this is a guy in a wheelchair. This is what he's doing. I think we can do it. You know what I mean? Like, so why don't you show me how to be safe to do it? But let me try. And then that's how we started working out. And then when I started getting more into the league, they would throw workouts and things. Okay. And we adapted. To so it. he, like you said, he just learned along with you. Exactly. That's pretty cool because that's not that can't be easy to do from either no. standpoint. So exactly. Very cool. So 
you compete now, right? Yep. Uh, and is uh, is it an adaptive CrossFit competition, or is it or is it adaptive bodybuilding, or what? Both. Okay. <laughs> I do both. Uh, I say last year I went all crazy, man. So last <laughs> year I had actually. So 2015, last year was 2016. Surgery was the end of March. Started getting back into fitness. Well, by January, I had went to, actually February of 2016, I went to an expo in LA. I had, Because of the foundation, I wanted to do a little bit more networking with people and cheers and knowing what's out there. So my big thing was like, man, I'm going to go to LA. One, some of the people that I was motivated by stayed in LA. And like for me, I like to connect with you more than social media sure face to face so got out to la met all these people at this expo next thing you know god was like hey man you should do the bodybuilding comp and i'm like <laughs> bodybuilding you know like i had seen it but i just nobody had brought it to me i'm like well where's the comp he's like march in florida I'm that's like, a month yeah <laughs> so i'm like okay i'm gonna do it because it was something new for me I had never been on stage. I was always heavy set. So now you're telling me I can show my body? You know, so it was a good feeling. So I started like a GoFundMe, asked the community to help me out. You know, they pitched in. So I had raised the money. Well, while I'm training, let's see, March, no, the end of February, like in the middle, while I'm training, posting videos, things like that, someone else hits me, a woman, and she's like, hey, dude, I like what you're doing. You should try this adaptive CrossFit, <laughs> right? And I'm like, okay, cool. When's the comp? In March. I'm like, <laughs> so literally, they was a week outside of each other. One was in North Carolina, and one was in Miami. So That's perfect. Yeah, in a way. But, you know, CrossFit, you need your cars, right? Yeah. I didn't know that at the time. So I'm trying to die for this bodybuilding comp and do CrossFit at the same time. So when I say I was over, you know, I was I, I was tired at the competition at the CrossFit, but it was a learning experience. Went to North Carolina, actually drove. I drove with my mom and my daughter. I wanted my daughter to come so that she could see people with different disabilities mm-hmm. because it's not just wheelchair. You know okay. what I mean? You got people with CP, MS, amputees, double leg, one arm. Man, it was so amazing to be in that atmosphere that it gave me a better mentality now because now there was no excuses for me you know when i see a guy with no legs doing some things that i'm i'm questioning myself then i'm, I'm i have to go back and question myself mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's where like no excuses because it was like you see so many other people that you can't even dwell like say what i'm telling you today you're like well i have no excuses right but see like and, and you might think i have excuses because i'm in a chair yeah. But when I see somebody else and they're work in a worse situation than I am and they're doing more than me, no excuses. So it, it no. travels and, and you know, and so went there, competed, I finished first place the competition at CrossFit. I felt good. Yeah, it was, that's awesome. You know, so man. it was just the environment. So once I did that, um I did like another competition in uh Dallas. At the uh, CrossFit, mm-hmm. I did another CrossFit. I did go to the bodybuilding one. I think I, I finished second place in a lightweight division, so I was good about that too. And I finished fourth in a uh, Novus, or yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, but then I went to Dallas in July, and mind you, I'm going at it. I'm posting video, like I'm so excited because I had never been in fitness, 
And now people are coming at me like, dude, you're you killing it. That's cool. You know what I mean? And so I went on and uh, went to the competition in Dallas. Dude, I fractured my femur. <laughs> That's the hardest bone in the body. <laughs> How did you do that? I don't know. Did you drop something on it or what? I, it was... It was a lot of things that happened that week. We had went yeah. to Disney World in Orlando. I got on all the roller coasters. You know, I got <laughs> stuck on some, like my legs. Oh man! I did a thing called the slingshot that they had, and it shot you all the way in the air. Yeah. So when by the time I got to the air, I'm like, this probably wasn't a good idea because my legs was up. Oh well, yeah, it was. <laughs> but at the same time, it was like I got my daughter right here. She's so yeah, so. Once I fractured my femur, that was another way of sitting back. Slow I got back down and I, I learned how to take my time. You don't, you don't feel it, right? Then. Right. So you wouldn't. You I wouldn't didn't know. know. I didn't know. So by the time the competition happened, it was like I finished it, but I can't tell you if it happened there or if it happened before. Okay. It was just that by the time the, after all that of you know fitness and it was a hundred degree building, the heat. Mm-hmm. I end up waking up in a hospital like, how I get here? And that with a big old cast on. And they're like, yeah, it's real. You just, <laughs> so, you know, uh, just, but I, I learned how to take baby steps. I was on, I was on, back on bed rest. I was on it for about three months. And this was just, this was just July of 2016, man. That had to be pretty hard after. But I had adapted. But I had adapted to yeah. learning how to not let things like that bother me. You know what I mean? So it was my way of sitting back down, doing a whole new plan for disabled, but not really, mapping out things, working on planning my my things. So when I do get out and able, I'm not going zero to 100 real quick. You know what I mean? And so I had a competition just this March, uh, bodybuilder. I went back. And so I didn't do anything but train for that competition. You know what I mean? It's CrossFit, I'm like, I do CrossFit in the summertime. Then I can give myself a break. So I finished first. You know, this time I finished first. So, and I felt way better. I had a routine. I was able to practice it because I had more time. And so that was, I take the, the femur fracture as just, it had to happen. Everything that happens to me, man, I take it as it had to happen. It was a wake up call. That was like, man, you need to slow down. Yeah. You're doing everything you need to do. Just you're doing it all at once. <laughs> you're doing it all at once, you know. So you, I mean, I was going to the gym maybe like people. I'm about like two, three times a day. I would do cardio maybe in the morning, then go back and hit the weights later on, you know, or something like that. But it was so much that even people were like, "Dude, you're doing a lot," and I didn't know I had never been in fitness. Just doing it. So it was. It was. But it was great. Man, just just a story. <laughs> You've done it. It's unbelievable. It just where is the where's the foundation going from here? Now you you kind of you got things established. You you got some support for yeah. it and stuff like that. Um, like basically the goal, like right now, like we're in the process of waiting on our five hundred one c three. Okay, I'm big on waiting on that because I want to before I ask for anything from anyone. I want to make sure there's a backing behind. It's me. all legit. Exactly. So that should be here by June. So we're actually where uh, I'm holding an event late May. Um, 
which I actually start promoting here in probably about a week. Cool. Uh, it's late May. It's just a it's just an information informational event uh, to discuss the plans and things that we're going to be bringing to the Kansas City area. Kind of rolling with, it out. Yeah, you know, and just letting people know what can you do to come and help if you're interested. Okay. You know, calling out uh, therapists and fitness instructors, trainers, because we're trying to do health and fitness. We need people that's going to be passionate about it like I am, you know, and where we can have a nice amount of people that's wanting to help and share that, that information and change these lives so people can be more, you can, right, we can be confident every day where yeah. it doesn't make someone else question themselves about coming up to you and speaking with you. Yeah, and they don't have to question, you know, rolling out the door in the morning. Exactly. Just facing the world. Oh, man, I wake up at 4 o'clock every morning. I wake up. I mean, me. <laughs> I have a whole routine. I set my day before I even, I literally set my day. Like, I read. We don't even watch TV no more at home. I haven't watched TV since last year. I'm so ready to sell them because <laughs> I don't have, but we watch, we, I'm big on movies, so we have a movie night here and there and game mm-hmm. night. But I do not do TV. I, I, I weed out the distractions. Social media, it's just for my computer. Yeah. I don't have no apps on my phone. I, I, it was. I, it took a minute. Yeah. But well, you just you disciplined so many areas to to just keep going. To stay where focused. You go, man. Stay focused. So that's what that's all I'm saying. Like for the foundation, if I wanted to be something, I have to be focused, and I have to put my passion as well as everything I have into it. You know what I mean? I can't just go around and say, hey, I got this foundation. And they're like, oh, well, what you going to do? No, so I, I wanted to grow it organically. I want to go out in the community, reach out to people, see what they're doing, let them know what I'm doing, see who can be involved, things, because everyone, some, in reality, someone knows someone that's disabled, whether it's in a wheelchair or something. Yep. And if you if you can have a a platform that's, focused on giving these people a different sense of a mentality, then when you want to help, you know, like, so everyone can feel the same. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because that's all I battled with was trying to feel normal. And when I realized how I accepted myself, I was normal. You see what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that because learning the things that you've done and everything, I mean this in the best way possible. You ain't normal. <laughs> You're exceptional. You've, you've taken it, like you said. You, you, now I see. You said at first, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Because you have taken this and you have made yourself even more and, and better than 99% of people that can walk have mm-hmm. done. Because you're disciplined. you got an amazing attitude about it. And you just you won't stop. <laughs> no, and I, and I want to help people. Like my goal every day waking up is helping people. You know, people don't know the joy of just being able to drop my daughter off at school in the mornings. You know, she's her school's closed, so we'll actually take some days and walk. Mm-hmm. And so I could be able to motivate her like I'm doing anyone else. You know, when she wakes up, I'm like, "What are you going to be today?" She says, "Great," because that's what we're working on. It's not. It's not how was your day. It's what are you going to make your day. It's, you know, and we're going to battle and we're going to talk about all the life challenges before we even make it to the front door. You know, and so those are things that motivate me to keep doing more. You know, I read more. 
I'm reading a book all the time. You know, like I listen to audio books. These are things I didn't see myself doing five years ago. And but the 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 things that I see, the improvements of myself, it makes me want to keep going. You know what I mean? And then when I talk to someone and I give them and I can talk to them with sense and give them knowledge that they can take because they know it's great, you know, great knowledge. It makes me feel good. You know what I mean? Because I'm not telling someone something that I didn't learn. You know what I mean? I'm not just telling them what I think. I'm telling them what I know and how I applied it to my life and how it can work for yours. Because there's no, there's a question mark. And we're going to keep saying people, when you see a guy in a wheelchair with a smile on his face like mine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, and it doesn't go away. Absolutely. <laughs> it doesn't go away, man. I don't care how much I try. My smile doesn't leave. And that's and, and and when I think about everything that I went through, it's just great to feel like this. It's great. I don't care if it takes me long to get in a car. I don't care if it if you know if I got to go all the way around a building just to find a rim. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that I can do it and I feel good in my eyes, I'm like, oh, it's just exercise. That's awesome. When a parking spot's taken, a handicap spot's <laughs> taken, I park all the way in the back. So I can make sure I got room for my chair. Yeah. But I'll just roll all the way to the front. There's no attitude. There's just like, hey, somebody might have needed it better than me. Man, we'd all do a lot better off if we'd have more of that. Attitude, <laughs> no matter what our abilities are. So I, this has been, Wesley, this has been awesome, man. Hey, it was I great. It. But the, the important part is always at the end. So I always want to know. Places that, that you think should get a little bit more love here in town. Things that you think are kind of your hidden gems, you know. Be it anything, you know. Um, You know, for me, I feel like people should take more time and go out and just enjoy life itself. And don't think of it as being a financial burden because the greatest things are life for free. Yep. And I realized that. So... I go out and enjoy art. You know, go out and know your city. You know, it's so many different things out there. You know, I, I I travel for street art. You know what I mean? I go into an alley and just look for graffiti. Like, is it there? You know, I just want people to know that when you, when you worry about things you have no control over, it will take control over you. But if you don't, you can go out, enjoy life, and it, Get into fitness, whether you're going hard like me, just know that it's better for your body. Eat healthy. Because when I tell people, this is my thing. If you don't eat healthy, what are you eating? Unhealthy, right? Yep. So that's your that that right there is that's all you need. You don't need nobody to tell you what's better. Because you already know it's healthy, unhealthy. It's one or the other. So it's one or the other. So it's it's your choice. So, you know, I just want people, and then, you know, when you see someone that's disabled, you know, talk to them. Some people have a story, and they're just trying to find a way to tell someone, you know, or someone just wants to talk. You know, like, I take it up. I talk to people homeless now. I go out, and I just roll past, hey, man, how you doing? I might not have a dollar for you, but you might need a conversation and not that money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everyone mm-hmm. has their own challenges. So just be out and be don't let social media and things, TV, distract you from the greatest things in life. And that's just going out and breathing fresh air. Just being part of our city. Just being part of the great city of Kansas. Hey, man, Kansas City is excellent and yeah. it's growing. And so you got to go out there. I, 
I just tell people, I take my time on Wednesdays and get on the streetcar. I get on it from the Union Station. Oh, yeah. I, I ride it all the way to the city market every week. And what I do is I get off at different stops so I can roll straight down the street and be able to see all the new stores, all the things that are improving. Some cool stuff right there on the line. Downtown is excellent. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's a lot of people that, you know, it's great people like yourself. And you just got to go out and meet them. You can't meet nobody in the house in your phone and your computers all day. <laughs> you can't. Isn't that the truth? So just go out and just experience life because regardless if people think about it, if you just go experience life, you quit worrying about the things that you sit around and dwell on. You know what I mean? Like you just experience life, travel, do things that you never thought you could do. And get out of your comfort zone. Everything I'm doing is out of my comfort zone. I bet. <laughs> you know, but I learned that you you can't be comfortable unless you're uncomfortable. So go get uncomfortable. Love it. <laughs> right on. Well, Wesley, thanks again, man. This has been awesome. And uh, yeah, I, people are going to get a lot out of it. <laughs> right so on. Have an awesome day. Well, thank you. Thank you. you didn't get it in that show wesley hamilton is a very inspirational guy i am very thankful i got to sit down with him and i gotta wonder after our discussion what if we all attacked life with the type of vigor and the discipline and just the love of life that he's got now how much more could we get done and how much more good could we do around us probably quite a bit so stay tuned to our social media channels in the next few weeks as Wes announces his official launch for his foundation and some other cool stuff. I'll make sure I get it out there as much as I can as well. And make sure you go check out his website while you're at it. As always, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. If you did enjoy this one, do me a favor and share the show with a friend. I'm Scott. I'll see you next time.